Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 229, and you are listening to your High Priestess Conchu Ray and another High Priestess Conchu returning uh, after a really nice chat on episode 228. Uh, Rebecca, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Back yeah. and COVID negative. <laughs> yes, that that's a big announcement. Hooray. Bit of white noise big there. Announcement today, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. That's good because uh, for those that listened to the previous episode, Rebecca was a little bit under the weather, but um, it's good to know that you've just got to deal with you know just the. Um, it's just a cold. It's just the we're cold. We're just not used and to cold the symptoms anymore. Are like, yeah, especially not with the lockdowns we've had. Like, we're just not used to getting infected with things. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, mass, I didn't think it would make any difference to me, but it is a big relief just in that I'm not going out infecting it. I mean, I'm not going out at the moment, but yeah, when I go out, I'm not risking other people around me, and we're very grateful that I now we're at a time now where I can just. Uh, ask for a test to be sent to my house and get it get the oh, wow. uh, results um, texted to me so I can just stay home. We okay, so we don't have that yet. What they send the test to your house? Yeah, yeah, cool. and you send it back to the lab. Uh, and Do you have to then draw blood? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, oh, so just a swab, just a swab. Test, oh, yeah, yeah. A swab on your tonsils and yeah, then up yeah. your nostril, but like oh, yeah, to man, the that's point where you either gag or yes. die of like pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. it actually wasn't painful, but it did make me gag and it did make me sneeze a lot because <laughs> <laughs> obviously I'm sick. Uh, and then yeah. you, yeah, and then you send it off to the send lab and they text you the results. Um, yeah. and it all has to be done quite quickly, but. <laughs> The alternative was to go to a testing place, but they say if you don't, have, we don't drive. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a car, they say don't come. Oh right, you've basically, got to... because basically yes. because they don't want you on public transport. Yep. And it was four miles away, so I ain't gonna walk it. Yeah, like, yeah. Or it'll cycle it, feeling under the weather. I mean, you know, I would have if it was like a mile away and just masked up. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's incredibly like it's so different to where we were. Last year, it's so different to where most of the world is. So, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it, you know, you kind of, it feels good, but it also feels like incredibly privileged mm. and to just have it be so easy. No, that, um, I mean, that's good, though. I mean, that's, that's great. No, I'm it's good for you. me, but yeah. it's, it's just, I feel so bad for, you know, the vast yeah, majority sure. of the world that yeah. also doesn't have the the ability to say I'm vaccinated, you yes. know, like, so I was never worried about being hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whatever it was, but it has made me think twice about going to London. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cause you had a, you were planning to before you were kind of struck down. Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be going on Saturday, but oh. what, I, what I meant was I clearly got sick from when I was in London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, All right. Yeah. Of London. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've had, I think I've had about four or five COVID tests, so yeah, no, no stranger oh, to wow. them. Um, this is like this is my first uh, oh. lab one. I've oh. had the lateral flow ones before. It's my first PCR one. Okay, right, yeah. I mean, and we we only have the the places that you can drive to. Um, yeah, 
yeah, we don't have the home kits as yet. But yeah, I mean, but I'll, we may have that soon because it's on yeah, the it's yeah. on the rise here. Anyway. I know, I know. But even even your highest level of cases is probably less than what we had yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably. So and we <laughs> we have no restrictions. So I mean, like yeah. uh, you know, I'll limit my political views. Yeah. Yes. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's I know. Let's, because... uh, let's get on with Moonlight. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, so, listeners, yes, of course, we are here. I can't. I think I called it Moonshine last time. I can't remember. That might have been for the Jed McKay chat. But this is a new comic book review, and of course, as you know, Moon Knight Volume Nine, Volume Nine, Issue Two came out just this Wednesday. So Rebecca and I are in the seats. Hot Seats, um, we're going to be discussing this one for you. Uh, of course, a big thank you to our Patroonies, those listed as co-producers and executive producers. Uh, a, a huge thank you. Um, it's been wonderful that you've been able to uh, throw some coin and, and contribute towards the show. Uh, so a big thank you to Daniel, Drew, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Anthony, and Michael. Uh, and um, our two Patroonies that have... Um, that are, are our sponsors, basically. Uh, Tombs on SoundCloud. So that's Drew Tombs, and he's also a Lurk Music on Bandcamp. And um, Drew produces dance music as well as creating uh, some horror and sci-fi-inspired soundscapes as Lurk Music on Bandcamp. Uh, Fringe Night by Daniel Doing, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero, and Dreamland Comics, the superhero Superstore. Cool. Thank you all. Excellent. Uh, yes, of course, very much appreciate all the sponsors. Now, I mean, we're going to jump straight into it. This is a new comic book review. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll read out the credits for this issue, followed by a bare bones, which is a summary, a synopsis, uh, in case you kind of want to rejog your memory um, or just get a roundabout summary of what this issue is all about. And then Rebecca and I will just... Um, talk about uh i don't know a lot of the a lot of the things that that popped up in this issue so um there's plenty plenty to chew on um so yeah so rebecca uh uh yeah moon Knight, so volume nine number two strings i never i never pay attention to the titles so it's always kind of nice to have them it actually makes a lot of sense i like that uh released uh august the 18th 2021 writer jed mckay penciler and inker alessandro capuccio Colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, letterer VCs Corey Pettit, and editor Tom Brevoort. It is available in both floppy or hard issue and digital on uh, Comixology and probably through the Marvel app. Yes, and I've had to um, purchase a digital copy just because, uh, yeah, my LCS posting it over. So. I same here. I always have to rely on digital for these uh, quick podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I don't mind it because then you, you know you've basically got them in all form, in all formats. So yeah, I find um, it a lot easier. I, I do I do it for a few things, but just mainly. Yeah. But this is uh yeah, it's nice to have. Cool. Um, so anyway, listeners, to recap, what you have been reading. Mr. Knight and Reese have an evening snack at the Midnight Mission when a man stumbles in, bloodied and shaken from an attack outside. A group of elderly people set upon the man, named Soldier, and it appears that something freaky is afoot. Mr. Knight takes Soldier in and learns more about the attack, one interesting point being that Soldier's very own mum was amongst his attackers. 
With Reese fleeing from the sight of Soldier's blood, Mr. Knight and Soldier return to his apartment block intent on questioning his mum. They pass by a janitor whom Mr. Knight immediately suspects as being involved. His suspicions prove correct as the janitor announces that he has been employed to hurt and break Mr. Knight. Uncannily, the janitor has the ability to control people with his sweat and by tampering with the water supply, he has effectively managed to taint and control all the elderly tenants. Uh, a standoff ensues and it's revealed that Soldier is also under the janitor's spell, leaving Mr. Knight alone against the mob. Mr. Knight challenges the janitor to a duel by volunteering to defy his mind-controlling powers. A sample of uncut sweat <laughs> is scraped onto a crescent dark. Just like that. Okay. Much to the insane joy of the janitor who started reveling in the chaos he could wreak with Moon Knight under his control. Mr. Knight licks it clean off with a startling revelation slowly unraveling within his mindscape. Janitor is unable to control Mr. Knight, and said he's overwhelmed by Mark's mind, a wholly alien realm touched by Konshu. Janitor is left a gibbering mess with tenants uh, reverted back to their normal selves. Mr. Knight turns the mission with Reese, and they discuss how they've both been rewritten in different ways. Mr. Knight's brain was rebuilt as a weapon for God, or a God. Uh, Reese's physiology has been rewritten to become a bloodthirsty killer but how those crutches can then be used against their enemies. Lurking in the shadows across the street, the hunter's moon awaits. I liked your use of gibbering mess yes. when like, we have gibbering moon. Like, oh! Gibbous moon. <laughs> That's true. So, I was going to stop and say it mid-flow, mid but... I'll uh, put it in there. That's good. That must have been uh, unconscious, uh, you know. I, yeah. Conscious. Uh, I also like. I also like how you and I automatically change mom to mom. <laughs> yes. We, as uh, to all Americans, we find it really hard to say mom. Yeah. Like it, it seems wrong to us. So like. I've always, I've always grown up, even with the American, yeah. reading M O M, but reading it as mum anyway. It's like I've, I always do like mom and go like I can't oh. do it. <laughs> I just like have to translate it in my head. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they do right. The Americans like mom. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's it's just a word that we find we struggle with because it's not what we're used to. So, mm. like, if you, yes. when you hear us say it that way, it's just because we're we're automatically going to do it. Yes, <laughs> but uh, there you go, listeners. Uh, that was just a uh, for what essentially Rebecca was a um, a pretty straightforward second issue, pretty you know um, straightforward story uh, that pretty much wraps it from uh, from the bare bones. Now, before we start to go into aspects, Rebecca, overall, uh, what, what did you make of this issue? Uh, overall, I liked it. I liked having this uh, the idea of what kind of help he was giving. Mm-hmm. Under to people under his protection, um, I, I, I thought. Okay, so I think the use of the the sweat control guy is interesting, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I also like that we're not questioning whether he's a mutant and inhuman. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. No. Like, wherever he gets that power from, I'm not entirely sure he was the best bet for someone uh, for a criminal mastermind to use to get at Mark. But yeah. it's an interesting. I like the I like how it played into what the story Jed's telling about what's happened to Mark's brain. I like how he connected it with what happened to Reese. I like that sort of yeah yeah um, 
so I like all the follow through but like if I'm gonna my biggest criticism is like if you're like the mastermind you pick someone a bit like not with it <laughs> like yeah yeah you know a little bit too happy to be caught and and like a little bit too stupid to be lured into this fight um so you're only ever going to be a one comic uh ally for you but that's yes. all right because I and the other thing is like you know I I, I commented to Ray earlier that I it felt a little bit short but um, I think that's because the first one was so much more of a setup, yes, and, and a longer issue. I think that's and, it. Uh, actually, yeah, and I think I think we're conditioned that where uh, a story is um, introduced and completes in one issue, mm-hmm. that's that's something we're not as used to anymore. So I, I kind of, in, but I, I think it's going to be something that that makes it great in trade that you have yeah. the setup, you have a, a standard case. And then now we, and then presumably issue three, we go back to the antagonist, yeah, or at least one of the antagonists, because lest we forget, Hunter's Moon isn't necessarily isn't the other guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so we've got the we still got the dual antagonist being sort of uh, lifted in front of us. I I really like the art as well, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a fun case. I I like Reese a lot. I mean, what a good. What a an immediate acceptance into Moon Knight friend circle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I like the exploration exploration of Reese, and uh, I think exactly as you say. I think Jed McKay is really smart with how he kind of ties in into weaves all these things that um, you know Reese's insecurities, uh, and at the end, how how Mark says that you know you and I have been rewritten, but let's use that what what may potentially be seen as a weakness. Let's use that actually against our enemies. Um, So, you know, all that as well. Um, Yeah, overall, I did did like it, uh, but I think you're absolutely right. Like the sense that we got 10 pages more in issue one and there was a big setup and it was just, it was rich with ideas and stuff. And and then reading this, it it did, it did for me feel short. It felt kind of really quick um, and, but at the same time, I can understand that we're settling in an issue two yeah. into a into a um, you know, case of the week kind of thing. So this was dedicated to you know a guy stumbling into the midnight mission, and and off we go. We're off to the races now. We're and we're... I, I don't know if you remember, but I think we've I, I mean it's certainly come up before that mm. in some of the runs. Um, you don't get like, like the Lemire run, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, which undoubtedly is my—I'm going to say—is absolutely my favourite. So, like, <laughs> yeah. this is no criticism. But when we first started the podcast and we were talking about it, it was still coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the only negatives was it was like we never—we don't get to see Mark go out and fight, like yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. We, we're getting this incredible exploration into, which is obviously very alluring. Yeah into his psyche into his world into his relationships but we don't get to see him fight so i'm so far this gets that positive for me of at least we get to you know we get to see him actually what makes him a superhero in the fighting sense yeah um you know let him protecting people and actually going out and doing it yes yeah well yeah definitely uh albeit um not a convention in this issue, at least not conventional in the in the way. I guess no. this is the way. This is the difference between Mister Knight and and actually, I think it leans a lot to the Warren Ellis run. Uh, Mister Knight yes. here is 
if we can, if we're to look at characterizations, what I had in my notes was uh, he's actually true to that character. Uh, he is pretty confident with what he you know what he can do. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's, he's not phased. Definitely... Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really good. But then I guess if you if you want the punchy punchy fighty fighty, then we'll get Moon Knight, which we did see in issue one. Uh, yeah, you know, in yeah. a montage of fights and stuff that he's, he's done. So I'm sure we'll get a bit of that down the track uh, with dedicated issues. But here it was a little bit more uh, Mr. Knight and, and he even, I mean, it's literally mind games here. He uh, yeah. decides to take him on in his mind. Uh, so, yeah, I, there were some really good things, uh, yeah, I liked about this. Um, but I don't know, I had this, I don't know, Rebecca, I can't really explain it properly, but for me it felt... Like I likened it on the Discord server. I likened it to like you know when you watch a TV show or a movie, and yeah. you can kind of you start getting conscious of the fact that you're watching a show or a film, and it's largely spent on on a studio set. You, you yeah. know, and and you don't get that expanse of you know the brilliance. I don't know the tundra of, of the snow. Uh, you, you don't go to some weird wacky landscapes. It all just seems very small in that sense. I get, I got the sense of that with this issue. I don't know whether it's something that they intend to do, but for me, it kind of feels a little. Um, I was trying to, I've got it in the notes here, I, I'm trying to find a way to describe it. Like lonely, it, it just seems a little. I don't want to say sparse because I you actually mean like sort of standalone. I think maybe they're showing that his. I, I, you mean a little bit claustrophobic as well, I guess. Probably, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was really. I mean, his territory doesn't seem massive. It doesn't seem massive, um, but, it, but the streets why, are empty. Why it, well, I mean, maybe it should be. He does have a moon copter. Maybe he doesn't have a moon copter anymore. <laughs> um, like yeah. he has to give me where he can get to. Um, yeah, he certainly doesn't have a driver anymore. It doesn't seem. So, no, uh, well, the only company he's got so far seems to be Reese. Um, but that's a thing. Yeah. It's only them. They only they only seem to be the ones. And still, no reference to any of the in others. the city. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, even the streets are empty. The midnight mission. It's only two of them in there. The whole time, yeah. Uh, when when he goes to meet the janitor or, or go to the apartment block, like it's in, it's in a hallway, and you know there are some elderly evil people there, but it's very kind of I don't know. It just seems a little the hallway. I'm not surprised that, but yeah, the streets, sure. yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um, I don't know. That's the only little kind of quibble I have. I'd like to see it, but then again, I looked at um, Capuccio's art again, and I thought it was the art. I thought he was lacking in the backgrounds but he's absolutely not um if no. any if anything his back his backdrops are more detailed than issue one um you know they they say yeah, i think they are actually there so they're they're fine but there's just something i don't know there's something missing for me um anyway that was... to watch out for as the issues go i know what you mean yeah it didn't bother me but i think okay. it added to that sense of it being uh relatively straightforward there yes. was no complications of background either you're right yeah but i think what you're saying though and i think uh, it's partially to do with this is that it will work really well in a trade i mean although this is a one case a week it went by so quickly but if you imagine it as part of six issues this transition from issue one to to issue three afterwards i think will actually enhance it a lot more yeah Um, yeah mm. but anyway uh I just had to get that off my chest. Um, but, yeah, I really saw I was it. quite sad because in the first 
page of him and Reese talking, it looked like he'd changed into a black waistcoat with the white suit. And I was Ooh. like, that looks very dapper. And then it wasn't. It's just oh, shaded. Oh, he does, isn't he? Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's so nice. I'd like that. <laughs> um, and then yeah. when you got to see it, it's like, no, that's just the shading. Just the shading, yeah. I like how he lifts his mask up, at least. And we get that kind of spidey kind of look where you see his nose and mouth. Um, I like that they're kind of having dinner. Like, she's having mm, blood. And she's having blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's having Chinese or, or something. Um, but, yeah. Chinese no- by the Sorry? With chopsticks. Yeah. With Chinese chopsticks. by the container with yes. chopsticks. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, with the the plot, uh, as you mentioned, I think there were some really good ideas from Jed. There were uh, enough, I mean, enough twists. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed them. Like the fact that Soldier kind of turned on Mark because, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, just those little things that you... I don't know, for me at least, like you, you probably don't expect, um, but Jed kind of keeps it fresh rather than like, yeah. oh, this this is the big reveal, this is the janitor. But it's not only that, Soldier's like, he's part of the crew as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I like those little twists. Um, and, uh, and even the, the fact at the beginning when Soldier drops uh, the info that, you know, my mum's part of them, it's like, whoa, I was reading yeah. that going, whoa cool this is you know quite interesting um so yeah i I like those little um those little things uh you mentioned that like you you really like reese like i I think she she really does come out here um we see her in two uh, big moments i guess the first one rebecca was uh when mr knight and reese are helping patch up soldier yeah being overcome by the scent of blood Mm. and um which is interesting because it implies that they've not had too many people come in bleeding before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, which is fair. They could, I mean, because people can get beaten up and stuff without there being a lot of blood. Risk, or she could have not been in the room with them, true. whatever. I just mean they're like, but it, it reinforces to me that, that how young a vampire she is. Yes. Like how early in her vampire journey it is that she, they, she doesn't have a handle on that yet. If she, or they haven't, between them, worked out she shouldn't be in there with yeah. them. Oh, and, so and, uh, I quite like that. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that she's potentially, you know, kind of disgusted at herself, you know, because she's yeah, feeling like, these, yeah. Yeah, and we know that now she gets blood bags. Yep, so. yep. Oh, yeah, she's... Donate if, blood, everyone. Help the vampire. <laughs> she's definitely... Thank you. That's the message of Rune Night 2. That is, yeah. Make sure you donate blood. Make sure you donate... And then they can get their blood easy and everyone can have a good time. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so she, she certainly isn't... She hasn't got um, kind of urges to to go kill people. Like she's just she's just there to. Yeah. As long as her, I guess like Blade. As long as her thirst is quenched, uh, she's fine. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, so then that coupled with I guess the at the end of the story, because uh, she does run away at the beginning because like, she's a bit like oh gosh. Yeah. I'm but um, coming back, I like that that thing that that you mentioned that Jed. Um, kind of inputs into this about Mr. Knight going, look, hey, it's... And he actually comforts her in that regards. And I think that was really good. Yeah. He tries to at least, and she said, look, you lost me at whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, but he's saying, look... You, you know, don't we... have to be what you are. Yeah, I also exactly. really loved it when when, the, when Soldier's questioning why she ran and Mark says dietary requirements. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. jump back in to say, 
that um, people who have to make sure they eat kosher food and stuff are very used to the phrase dietary requirements. Ah, right, right, You right. know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I, I'm sure vegans, vegetarians, as much. I don't know. I only grew up one of those. Yeah. Uh, as like you know, and and for, instead of explaining all the rules of what we eat and what we don't eat, be like, look, it's just the dietary requirements. Yeah. So it just it made me laugh that he used that exact phrasing. Yeah, and I think also as well the fact that um, he, he's obviously he's trying to conceal. Um, uh, yeah, Reese's yeah. thing, but at the same time, this is a great example, I think, of like Moon Knight's kind of humor. Like, yeah. it's not your, you know, how we keep on, we keep on talking about Rebecca, you know, yes. Dam- Damnation is up and, and very quippy and Deadpooly, which is not Mister Knight at all. Um, this is pretty funny. Uh, I don't know what you described yeah, as it dry made or me laugh. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, uh, but it, it's... yeah, it's not, it's not banter. No, it's, it's kind of like it's like it's it's. It's dry humour that isn't sort of there to just be there for the sake of it. Yeah, and it's also kind of witty, like in the sense, like you know, it's actually yeah. quite smart. What he said is, yeah. is uh, you know, using it to conceal, but also um, have a little joke at himself. Um, so with um, so again, as well, again, the whole premise of just evil elderly people, I thought was hilarious to begin with. Um, it's something that you don't really, really expect. Um, but we get that in the, in the, I guess, the cold opening before the titles. Uh, this guy, soldier, just overrun yeah. by red eyes. And they've all got the, the same mantra, because I want to sport for the hell of it, all under the power of the janitor. I wish they named that janitor guy. It's just very hard to refer uh, to him. I guess there's not much point if he's not going to last long. Yeah. Well, and that that's it. I mean, that's another yeah. thing. Again, you're talking about um, Moon Knight's... We're talking about Moon Knight's humour. What does he say at the end? Uh, he pretty much says he's not going to recover from it. Uh, but he says yeah, that no, nothing that he'll recover from. I mean, it's a very cynical way, way of saying yeah. it. Um, so, again... Like not answering the question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it's so art, Rebecca. But imagine if you had that power. Yeah. Why would you be working as a janitor? I thought that was his cover. Maybe like um, I, I mean, I mean it is, but like I just come at it from like I just go into a nursing home or something. I mean, like he doesn't have to be yeah. working there. Maybe he does. Whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. No, actually, it's interesting. That... I kept thinking about all the cool things you could do if you had that power. <laughs> well, this is a this is an interesting thing. I think if we if we dive into the characterization of this this fella, yeah. he um, says he has no. He's got which I found very interesting. Like you, you don't usually have someone that kind of just admits that. I mean, he obviously must be a very boring guy. So I wonder then if this big bad has really just spelled it out to him to look, go into yeah. an apartment block, um, dress as a janitor, uh, you know, tank the water supply. Um, he's really, really a pawn in that sense. Um, yeah. He, well, I mean, he's probably just like a, a sort of vague mercenary, I guess. In that mm. if he, in, cause he's not the first person that he's gone, that he's worked for. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, that, yeah, yeah, he likes to work for guys who give me a lot of new experiences. So he just likes someone to tell him what to do. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. He's probably on that, you know that, do you remember that uh, Ant-Man app for henchmen? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's yep. probably on that. Probably <laughs> yeah. <at Hanley> <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, apart from, which this is a pretty nifty idea of the water supply thing. I mean, how, 
what a weird power, like with sweat. What do you, how are you meant to do that? Like, are you just meant to like rub up on, against someone or, you know, get someone I to... guess. I don't know. It's, it's a strange it's all... one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, for, for every good power, there'll be a rubbishy one. And it's <laughs> a bit of a rubbishy one, but very powerful if you get it right. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty confident. Like, he thinks he can, yeah. you know, even uh, reckons Moonlight's got some iron will. But I like uh, that it's more like puppetry as well than actual sort of coercion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're mimicking what he says. And so it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's really pulling, pulling their strings um, with the yeah. title. Uh, so. Yeah, he was an interesting one. I wonder if we may actually. That's probably answered. It may not see him again because he's not going to recover. <laughs> he's not going to recover from this. Um, I guess this leads into if we're looking at another big scene, like the scene for me, the highlight for me was entering the mind of Mark. Um, yeah, I thought the art was was really good in this. Uh, I thought this was a standout for me. Uh, just they've got the whole glowing thing happening. Um, the I glowing lo- is really cool. I love the effect, yeah. So, uh, but coupled with Jed's um, script of the fact that you know the universe is is basically all black and darkness, you know, uh-huh. and, and then this whole thing about man uh, seeing the light and worship worshiping it, and this kind of been oh, the they Jed- do name him Holy. Oh, Holy! Oh, yeah. Which is funny because I've got a friend called that, so I should have remembered that. I should have as well, because I remember when I read that thinking, oh, did he rip that off Noah Hawley? <laughs> That's the only Hawley I know, so... Um, Which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this this Mindscape was good. Rebecca, any thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's, again, we, we get the theme. Like, it's... Um, I think it's... This, this issue would work almost as well as an introduction as issue one. Mm-hmm. Not as thorough an introduction... Um, but that's what you're aiming for, isn't it, with comics? It's like if somebody's missed the first issue, they can still get an idea. And I think this mm-hmm. is what gives you that idea. Like, you could, uh, he's telling the story about then any kind of lightness will look like, uh, you know, uh, saving grace, the mm-hmm. God, if you're being pulled down in all that darkness. And again, we're back to that theme of like, how did his interaction with Konshu alter Mark's mind? Yeah. Separately from the DID. Yeah, that's stuff. a big thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, there's definitely that when you get that big splash page of common worship. Yes, that's the divinity speaking. Mm-hmm. They look at the size of him. I know, <laughs> and I like how it's very, you know, very Moon Knight esque. You know, just like yeah, because a... now he's holding Hawley in his hand. Yes, and narrating this with the moon behind him. Uh, you know, this is my temple. But it's also poisoned because of. You know, like he's communed with an ultra terrestrial intelligence, mm-hmm. so you know, or God, uh, and then uh, yeah, we get the the personalities in the yeah in the uh, sarcophagus sarcophagus yeah. sarcophagi, uh, which is cool because uh, there's an unnamed one. Yeah, what do you make of that? I, I thought then that Hawley was wrapped up in it. Um... And because it looks it looks like he's wrapped up in it and entombed in it, does that mean that you know? Um, I, who knows? I mean, him? like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have thought so, but but just a general. That's an interesting point. There, there is an unnamed one. Like the Spectre one is definitely out. Yep. 
uh and then there's uh like we yeah yeah and it does seem to be wrapping Hawley in uh or mummifying and putting in the sarcophagus but who knows who knows i mean uh, could, but could... no name appears so like yeah. you know i'm open on that yeah uh and then he's basically turns into what is a psalm mm the sort of the, the the dialogue becomes poetic it ends with this cellar how good is that panel as well <laughs> i love it's, that it's beautiful yeah I mean, which is, uh, somebody pointed out on Discord, but, you know, otherwise, I do have vague memory of reading Psalms. It's used as a kind of count, a point in Psalms that they're not really sure what it means, um, but it seems to be a cue to musicians. Okay. Like the beginning and the end of Psalms or at ah. certain points. So, uh, But if you look at the dialogue before that, it does completely change from when Mr. Knight's speaking, yep. from when Mark speaks it becomes different. And I think all those little things play into it. The coloring's different. The dialogue colors are different. Yeah. Um, it's just really nicely done. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think art wise, uh, as picky as a, as I may be, um, yeah, I, I think this mindscape stuff was really good. Uh, and it was a nice little, I think addition that Jed has given yeah. without really trying to, I mean, he's not trying to rewrite anything. He, he's working no, he's with what he's adding got. this. He's adding another, adding another, it's basically adding a different entry point mm. into Mark's mind. Yeah. So like we've had so many other entry points. And then this one, as Jed said in the interview, and he said in other interviews is looking at that kind of, what does that being close to the divine do to you? Yeah. Um, which we've never had examined before. And I no. think apart from what we're talking about, about the whole um, evolution of Mark having DID, the evolution of writers being able to talk about it sensibly because of our understanding of mental health better. Uh, and now it's kind of like, well, away from the DID, what could, like, how is Mark different? Yeah. Yeah. And he would still be different. Like, you know, as like from what we're saying about DID, he had DID anyway. Mm-hmm. Like so, what's what has Konshu done, and that's that's that kind of divine thing, yeah, uh, messing with his mind. I, I guess the, I mean, the DID defines now Mark uh, or Moon Knight from because Moon Knight's now like a legacy thing that was introduced in the Bemis, um yeah thing uh, throughout the ages. You know, there, there have been Moon Knights. I guess the DID is, is differentiating. Um, mark from the others but it is interesting to yeah to tap into this how has conchu like what makes a moon knight you, you know um and yeah i think i think this is an interesting look into it um i did like that final panel of soldier where he's saying what did you do right. it looks a bit like it could have been an old drawing of mark glasses <laughs> 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 over his nose and everything it's like oh yeah i see uh, yeah. mark looked like that as well yeah yeah <laughs> pretty weird his name's soldier as well but um that yeah that was a little bit but i like i there's something there's something kind of funny about soldier janitor mum like not not getting i mean we did get name hawley but we very yeah. much got him as the janitor yeah true it's almost like um like i don't want to play into any of your theories um ray because you know i would hate to do that <laughs> yeah. but it's almost like uh playing pieces on a ah, board game yeah you know like if you think about like monopoly and you have the boot the dog Ooh. top hat uh cluedo you have colonel mustard mm-hmm. um you know professor plum whatever well, yeah let's so. 
I mean, there's this one thing as well, Rebecca, you know, because we try to draw things from from a, a couple of words. Uh, so Hawley does say of his employer that he has a hell of an imagination. Now, there's another little juicy little bit as to who this person could be. D- again, not much that we can go off. Um, but uh, I, I did, so again, this, this big bad has got to be quite flamboyant, right? I mean, we know that. Um, if you're looking at these <laughs> different... Different pieces, um, chess pieces. Are we looking at the? Are we looking at the grandmaster? <laughs> I, um, I mean, look. I'm not saying that hell is used twice in that panel, um, but hell is used twice in that panel. Oh. <laughs> so I I hadn't thought about it before, like because you know since one division we are all oh, well away from like you yes. know you know uh, speculating about anything to do with um, yes. Uh, oh no! I'm back. To, can I go back to despair now? My random demon. Oh yes, yeah. Despair is your one. Oh, <laughs> let's I do like... it. Yeah, let's. Do it. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I uh, um, no, but I'm just saying. Like, is it, I, I, I. There, there's two things he says. He says hell of an hell of an inspiration, hell of a imagination. So you can either go with imagination, you can go with hell. It gives us these two avenues, mm-hmm. which I think is great because again, it's leaving it open. Like we don't have enough clue. We don't have enough clues to nail who this is. Oh no! Not and I at love all. that. I love <laughs> yeah. that because, like, you know, like, you know, as much as we all love being right, we all love guessing. We mm-hmm. all have, you know, bets on Discord or whatever. But like, sh- the the real joy is not being sure and having somebody else yeah. take you on that journey. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's fun to speculate. Um, you know. Yeah. I still think it's full cut nut. <laughs> I'm really gonna I'm gonna double down on despair. Soon. Despair, and, and, and I think you're right though, Ray. I think it fits arcade nicely as well. Like, I'm well, not was, not gonna lie. I was quite happy with that, but um, and Grandmaster as well is good. You know, like you know, Grandmaster. That, that's so big, though, isn't it? He's such a big player. Yeah. Why would he that, be worried that's, about Mark? That's the problem I have with people like Mephisto as well. Like that. Mm. But if he's decided he just wants to come and mess with someone's mind, it's, yeah, Mark's always going to be a great target for that. Um, and yeah. I guess the point is that in the last Avengers, whatever we think about the Moon Knight Avengers episodes, um, they do put him up in the attention grabbing area for yeah. other characters. I mean, but I do quite like Despair as a kind of someone who <laughs> just cause it's very low key and, and just quite proud of it. <laughs> I'd like to see Despair in there. Look, you know, get Ben Riley in there as well. Um, well, Ben's coming, so I mean, not yeah. necessarily to Moonlight, but to the Marvel. I know. You know Phil universe, told me. So. I can't believe that. I can't wait in November. Um, I know, right? You're going to be like, you're going to, well, you're going to have no money. Well, I, I haven't got many on my pull list basically at the moment. I've only got Moon Knight and Spider. Good job Woman. because uh, the Ben Riley ones are coming out three or four times a month. Oh my god! Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Might have to go digital for that or something. Yeah, um, I, yeah, um, I mean, so th- there we go. I mean, I guess the underlying tone, um, themes of this, uh, again, just that little reveal that this big bad person wants to draw, wants to play with Moon Knight. I mean, this is yeah. just reiterating uh, what we saw in Somebody issue one. Somebody wants to break him down, but they have not picked a good enough warrior in this case. So, yeah. round one to Moon Knight. Round, round one two. to Moon yeah. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember what happened last round, round one, they probably drew. They probably, yeah, that, yeah, he was just scoping him out, I think. I can't remember. Oh, no, oh, who yeah. knows? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> round two, anyway. This issue round goes two. to Moon Knight. Exactly. Because like, the janitor was clearly not up to him. 
Yes. Um, and we also have Hunter's Moon. Uh, very, very. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more in issue three as the, the cover shows, but yeah. uh, just a little, little bit, a tidbit at the end there. Uh, he's he's lurking. He's getting closer. So um, nothing to do, I'm assuming, with the big bad. Uh, just, you know, on his I own. I hope not. I hope yeah, they're I hope nice not as well. and separate. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I hope we just get these two levels of antagonists and, you yeah. know, because uh, they're kind of dealing with different things, I think. Uh, I guess because yes. Hunter, Hunter's Moon is definitely on the who's fighting best for Conchu. Yeah. And uh, the other guy just seems to want to mess with Mark specifically. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I, I like that idea that, um, and I hope they, yeah, I mean, I hope they don't, um, you know, interweave somehow. I'm, I'm hoping they're just kept separate. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm just looking down through, uh, some of the notes here, Characterizations. I think we've pretty much covered most, of, if not all, of um, all of those that I've identified. Who was this Terry guy at the end? Did, did I wasn't this... sure. Maybe he was someone from the first issue. I should go yeah, back. Yeah, I wondered if he was. He must be. They knew who he was. Yeah, I wonder if he was the because uh, again, those other vampires that Reese was with, um, the recent turns. I, I, I yeah, wonder if he I was one of them. I wonder what happened to them anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think he cared about as much about the other ones, though, did he? Like Mark, so I'll no. take this one. <laughs> exactly. I've only got room for one, so... Um... I mean, which is fair. Yeah. Does, yeah. does only have room for... Look, just we don't know where the money's gone, so he might not have room for more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all your money, Mark? I know. What's going on? I mean, ugh. He must be bored because he's licking sweat off crescent darts. I mean, I that's... mean, he's just he's, yeah. I mean, like you can't be doing good things and licking. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Terry's the first guy we see in the. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. In the in issue one. Oh, what, the first customer or. Well, it's the first, It's on the first panel. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's all real. People see when you say you're going to talk to a guy. People have been going missing on my block. So he's the first, he's the one who reports. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the only other thing I've got references and other runs, uh, there was a link to, uh, I guess, the, the Mindscapes. I mean, we've seen them in the Lemire run and, and the Bemis run. Um, yeah, and then we get a totally different one now. So. Mm, yeah. Which is uh, great. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And, and there was that little tangential connection to i guess warren ellis's mr knight but um yeah no apart from that i don't think there were any real um references beyond that um anything else there, rebecca that you'd like to to mention uh no i think we got through it all oh one thing i'd just say talking about the art you know um i love the uh, capuccio does this almost fisheye lens of Moon Knight yeah, and the Yeah, that's Hawk. amazing. I thought that was cool. I've never seen that before in... Very claustrophobic. Yeah, and, and you kind of get it because there's there's no real way you can show it, I don't know, properly without... It's, yeah, yeah, without at that angle. taking more space or, yeah, it's yeah. a very uh, efficient use of the space to get the point across. Mm. Yeah, so I do like it. Uh, Colour-wise, I think, uh, I mean, they're obviously going for a darker darker mood everything's kind of really uh really kind of bleak and maybe that plays into what my initial comments were about this issue being um just 
just missing something. Uh, maybe it was just kind of it was just so dark. I just like it. I think I think yeah. it is a different set of different palette that we're used to in other comics. Mm. Even down to all the teals um, and the glows. True. So not even just the dark side, but like I think there's just it's just kind of it's nice. You just have to get used to it that it's using a different panel. Uh, different palette. Palette, yeah, true. I mean, there's a lot of black. I'm looking at that, and, and there is a lot of black. Which that's I like not, that. yeah, that's not bad um, at all. Uh, okay, well, I mean, we do have a fair bit of uh, feedback. Um, do you want to do you want to give this a rating, Rebecca? Uh, yeah, go on. Which which ones are we going to use? Uh, I'll put mine down. Look, I'll, I'll can I take the Connor shoes one then? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Just change change that there. Uh, look, okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, what would you what would you give this, um, Rebecca? I don't know. I don't. I, think I have to go vanilla because I want to do seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Excellent. So that is a three quarter moon. Three quarter moon. There you go. Uh, we gave we were pretty generous with the first issue, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I gave it a ten. You gave it. A 10. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave a nine and a half. Uh, yeah, look, I, I enjoy this issue. The first issue for me, because it's all that buzz, right? You know, anticipation yeah, for issue the, one. it's longer as well, and it's it has long, more in it. Exactly. But also, yeah. the you know, it's the first issue of a, of the series that we're all kind of hankering for. So um, especially if you stick that landing, um, you're going to get really good marks. Uh, this second issue, it's still solid for me. Uh, on my first reading, I did, like I keep on mentioning, I did feel like it just was missing something, but I did enjoy it a little bit more on... Um, on my next reading as well, and and I agree with you, Rebecca. Uh, again, although although this is a one shot, really, it is. Um, yeah, it, it does. I think it will work better uh, with. Yeah. I think it's going to work very cleverly in the in a trade. Yeah, with issues either side of it. So I give it a seven out of ten. I think it's a, a, a decent, um, a decent. Yeah, comic. I just like to say that. Like, I don't think either of those scores are bad scores. No, like, not all, at all. If all the comics I bought got that score, I'd be delighted. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, just as a gauge, like a comic that I I found entertaining, uh, but really didn't, you know, go above and beyond. I'd give it like a six, you know. Uh, um, yeah, so exactly. a, a seven. That's kind of my line as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if it was like really kind of like a five, is absolutely obviously borderline. Um, and the, anything under five, I'd probably wish I didn't buy it. Yes, or struggle to read it, or lost interest halfway through it. That that sort of stuff is yeah. Um, anyway, listeners, there you go. Seven and a half from Rebecca. Seven from myself. It'll be interesting to see what others thought. Um, how about Rebecca on the other side of the break? Uh, let's let's dive into some night lines. Hello, I'm Alan. I'm Rebecca. And if you're listening to this, then we recommend that you check out our podcast, the DCAU Podcast, where we watch the original DC animated movies, starting from Batman Mask of Phantasm and continuing on to Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse War, and beyond. And we will cover such heroes as Batman, Superman, The Batman, Wonder Woman, Victorian steampunk Batman. The Flash. Batman Beyond. Green Lantern. Old Man Batman. Martian Manhunter. And plenty more versions of Batman. 
lots and lots and lots of Batman. You can find the DCAU podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can get podcasts by looking up the DCAU podcast and subscribe today. This is Ray here. Just uh, wanting to say, look, if you like Moon Knight, I urge you to give The Fringe Knight a go. This is a self-published indie release by creator and writer Daniel Doing, um, and it's a it's a ripper of a read. Uh, the Fringe Knight is an adventure comic series set in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the series stars the title character who protects his city from every threat imaginable, from radioactive wolfmen to mad scientists putting poodles in giant robots, the Fringe Knight is there to protect. Definitely worth checking out. I highly recommend it. Uh, Available, uh, just check out the show notes uh, in this episode, but uh, Fringe Knight has a Facebook page as well as a Patreon page, and you can also find all the comics on IndiePlanet.com. So check out Fringe Knight by Daniel Doing. All right, let's get on to the show. This is Greg Smallwood, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. I am here with Rebecca, and we have just had a look at Moon Knight Volume 9, Issue 2, Strings, by Jen McKay and Alessandro Capuccio. Uh, Now, Rebecca, we do have some feedback here. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, as usual, maybe we we take one each. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Want me to start, or...? Yes, please. Okay, so, from the Facebook group, Andrew Mayer. Absolutely slap. What a simple yet excellently done plot mechanic. I could be wrong, but the fact we've gone this long without ever getting a look inside Moon Knight's head is wild. Hats off to McKay for going there. Yeah, thank Let's you. Let's not mock me for the MK. I, <laughs> I almost said Milton Keynes. I know, I'm about to say. I, like... to like, I, I literally almost, sorry. I have to remember I'm in Moon Knight mode, not in Milton Keynes mode. So. <laughs> well, you could have been a gamer and gone after like Mortal Kombat as well. Mortal Kombat, I, I know. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely how many more things could MK stand for that are connected to my life. But yeah. Um, but, but thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you for yes. actually giving me a phrase I've never heard before as well. Absolutely slaps. I think that's hilarious. Um but yeah, uh, he mentioned this long without ever getting a look inside. I mean, I think as we mentioned, Rebecca, we did get a look at in the Bemis run. So the last, the last yeah, series did I it. guess different. Again, like I say, I think it's probably that different look into his head. Yeah. So it's that right. the look into his head that isn't just focused on the um, altars. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I think both points are right. We have kind of looked in his head before, but in a different this is yes the fact that it's so different is what makes it feel like we haven't so yeah and it really is pointing out that this is a different kind of uh yeah. look inside mark's mind so yeah so thank you andrew uh thanks for that uh next we have rick the rick ball a special oh, 
had some nice discussions with Rick. Uh, Rick says, yeah, that first issue of Moon Knight was really good, but issue two, this issue slapped so hard. My God, everyone's See? slapping each other. Everyone's slapping. <laughs> everyone's slapping. What's going on? Uh, Jed McKay uh, and Alessandro Capuccio are really pushing the envelope with the character that to me hasn't been seen since the Jeff Lemire or the Charlie Houston runs. Also a shout out to Alessandro with the artwork, not only feeling manga-esque, reminding me uh, heavily of Tita Kubo, but uh, the segment going into Mark's mind was God tier. Can't wait for issue three. Literally God tier. <laughs> Good choice of words there, Rick. Now, thank you so much. And, and I, I am... Totally chuffed. I love it that you are loving it as well. Um, really good. And Rebecca, did you see the ties with manga? I, Rick did mention that this I think really does. Some of the um, yeah. when he goes into the, I think when you see the Moon Knight fights, that kind of what we thought were all, you know the sort of action lines and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. the background's dark. That feels manga esque. But yes. I, you know, I think me and Rick also probably read different manga. Okay, generally. But I, I get what he's saying, and um, I think some of it goes back to that, the different backgrounds and yep. how you switch them when you've got some action. Yes. But, I, think, but yeah. I, I want to see a few more issues to see, to have a look more about that with the panelling as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the difference there. But I, I get what he's saying. Yes. Um, uh, I just don't read manga as much, so it's pretty not as uh, in in me to yeah. see it. And, and look, I, I am grateful uh, that Rick has pointed that out as well. Like, I, I don't read any manga as well, so I'm very unfamiliar with that sort of style. But if this is really kind of similar to that, um, then great. I mean, it's something that Rick said that you you would get used to. Uh, but from what I've been reading, a lot of people have been enjoying the artwork. So um, that's, yeah. that's really good. Uh, next we have Josh... Jo- oh, sorry, that's, that's yours, Rebecca. Sorry, Josh... Johnson next. Uh, I wasn't expecting to get into weird mind shit this quick, uh, to be honest, after the down-to-earthness of the first issue. The story was weird, the villain seemed kind of ridiculous, but the art was great. Six out of ten. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Uh, yeah, that, well, you know, he's um, six out of ten. Uh, maybe wanted to see a bit more, like, on, you know, street level, which I think we'll yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, we look, I, I agree. Yeah. The villain did seem kind of ridiculous So uh, to me at first and to me, you know. I still think there's there's some issues there with that, that villain, but I liked it as a sort of standalone yeah. um, story that's one and done. And yeah. also, if, it, if the villain's not as great, I don't mind losing, sacrificing him within an issue either. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And like maybe this, maybe the antagonist is still checking out Mark's powers, and almost certainly didn't think he'd go there. Like yes. as in, let me just absolutely wreck this guy's mind. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the way I see it, that's one of the points I was thinking about. I forgot um, was that you're mentioning Rebecca that how could the big bad is just like employing inept people? Um, but I, I think he probably my head cannon the big bad's probably used Hawley. I mean, just to just to cause a ruckus, you know. You know, he's not really there to um, t- to break Mark in any way or Moon Knight. Uh, I th- I think he's probably there just to to play with him. Uh, probably be expected that he'd be beaten. I think um, if if it wasn't, then yeah. I mean, that's a pretty poor choice of um, of assassin. But well, maybe uh, he just wanted to mess with him for yeah, a bit longer. The, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't quite counting on. Uh, Mr. Knight to be quite so uh, yeah come on let's duel it out 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, thank you, Josh. Uh, and yeah, by the sounds of sounds of it, the art um, is quite impressive for you. Um, next, we have Blake Buxton, and he says, "Well, this is a bit cryptic." He says, "It's almost like false advertising with such nice artwork on the cover." So I take, so I'm guessing you didn't enjoy it so much. Yeah, I take it Blake uh, wasn't probably your cup of tea. I mean, let's again, let's just wait and see. Let's see how this arc plays out. Um, I certainly think Jed um, writes really well. I, I really like his writing. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting characters. Oh yeah, and that thing, the, the thing with the sweat. I thought he was actually quite interesting. I mean, someone that controls people yeah. but through the sweat. I mean, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Levi Lassione. I hope I've pronounced your name semi-right um yeah the villain was a bit contrived but man that whole scene in mark's mind was incredible the artwork the dialogue all of it and shout out to rochelle rosenberg for the awesome coloring of that mm. scene too one of my favorite things about it aside from all that i also enjoyed reese getting some focus they're doing a great job of making her an actual character and i'm warming to her much quicker than i thought i would all in all i love this issue hope the series can keep this up keep up this level of quality nine out of ten yeah big marks. So that's the flip side Yep. Mm-hmm. And, spot- and yes, definite yes. shout out to Rochelle for the uh, colouring. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, again, Rebecca, the palette uh, is different. But, I mean, the way she colours the whole issue is, I mean, it's really good. Despite, you know, if you like or you don't like the colour palette, the fact that she yeah. uses it so well. Um, and, again, like we're talking about that glowy kind of green effect. Um, yeah, works works really well. And Reese, of, I mean... Yeah, I really do think that within two two issues to have us all yeah be so happy with her and not saying whoa man like has anyone actually said i mean has anyone said i wish we had frenchie instead or no. crawley instead of her no like no. i think we would all like to know where they are yes like and, and marlene obviously but he's not, mm-hmm. i don't see her as much of a sidekick as such um but like i think so i think it says a lot about the writing that while we can ask where they are we probably wouldn't want them to get rid of Reese at this point? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the thing is, you know, if Jed went the other way and he introduced her and then she kind of is left on the side, then that, I mean, that would be a, a pretty, that would pretty much be a waste, I think, of a character. So the fact that he's actually at least bookended this issue with her, you know, at the beginning, at the yeah. end, it, yeah. it really works well. And at the same time, um, you get inside on Mark, but you also get an inside on her. And it's a different dynamic between uh, Mr. Knight and Reese and, and say, you know, Mark and, and Frenchie. So It's uh, also really smart. You bring in yeah. someone new into the inner circle mm-hmm. and he has a reason to talk to them, which means he has a reason to talk to new readers. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. So it yeah. doesn't feel as sort of faked because mm. you know he can't be sitting there with Frenchie going, "Oh, and then I went to this place." And yeah, like, yeah, I know. Oh, I've be... heard it all before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Mark. <laughs> I've heard it all before, Mark. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. So I'm loving Reese as well. Um, uh, who are the other the, the uh, Doctor Sturman? I'm sure we'll see her as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Soon. But, but Reese, I mean, I but we probably won't see her on a weekly basis no. like we didn't see her today. Why would you? Unless it happened to coincide with his therapy. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think Reese is um, is good. Great addition. Uh, next we have Corey Hardiman. Uh, Corey, long time Looney, and he says another home run. 
uh, for two in a row. This felt like it belonged with the Warren Ellis issues, and I loved it. Uh, it was a bit slow to start, and I wasn't so sure, but I enjoyed that ending so much that I'm developing a lot of faith in this new creative team. If they can keep this up, I hope they stay on this run for many years to come. I have one question, though. This panel, and he's referring to the, the sarcophagus, um, Rebecca. Right. Uh, yeah, sarcophagi. Sarcophagi. <laughs> this panel, is it a throwaway panel, or is this indicative of a larger theme to come? Did Moon Knight just make another personality for later use? If so, what does this mean for the origins of Jake and Stephen? Interesting. Um, yeah, I think, like, I didn't really notice its significance mm-hmm. until we just looked through it again. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I almost don't want it to be a new one this quickly, this easily, mm-hmm. and this guy. Um it doesn't really fit in with what we're saying about DID necessarily. No. Um, but I do really like that graphic with the the named slots for the sarcophagi and then this yeah. one without a name. So I'm, I'm kind of open-minded on that. Like, I also have questions about it now I've noticed it. Yeah. Um, and um, would like to, to – and I can't imagine that that wasn't planned. Yes, no, no. So, absolutely. in which case, I would, I, I hope we get some payoff for it. Yes, that that was Jed, um, a huge breadcrumb there. I, I love it. You know, um, these little things that he leaves for the readers to speculate on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Corey goes on further to say, then, what does that mean for the origins of Jake and Stephen? I think that's just as enticing yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Like, is this like a retelling of how Jake came to be and Stephen? Because we don't, I don't think we really ever get an, an origin of them. They. They've been there since Moon Knight One. Um, I think we, yeah, we get them a little bit in the Lemire run, we, right? We oh. get the childhood when he's talking oh, to. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We and then Bemis, obviously, I guess, is Uncle Ernst is, yes. is the trauma. Yeah, uh, true. But this is but, weird because this is this but is that, tra- this is that's all very modern run. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of overlapping, isn't it? Because on one hand we're talking about the DRD, like how that thing, and on the other hand, this sarcophagi and stuff is all to do with Conchie's influence. Um, so I don't, I don't know how it factors in um, with each other. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm dying to find out in the yeah. same way. I, I, yeah. So very good points, Corey. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And I think we've got one more, Rebecca, from yeah. Instagram. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Right, make mine Moon Knight on Instagram. Liked it a lot. Not exactly how I like Moon Knight behaving, but it wasn't so out of character that, tur- that it turned me off. Reminded me of a mix of some original series by Mench with the Ellis run. Mm. I definitely don't like sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so gross seeing oh, that. that. Was, was uh, love the Moon Mindscape. Just hope it doesn't mean he's going to incorporate and utilize this guy or anyone else that gets sucked into his mind or whatever happened. Don't need Moon Knight turning into Legion. Oh, I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Totally valid point. Yeah, and I, that, that, that mirrors some of my concerns about if he was going to be drawn in yeah, yeah. that way. But Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah I know. I, yeah, definitely know what you mean uh, and, and make mine Moon Knights. Uh, it would be a little weird just like picking someone and bringing them in. Um, but I know, again, we'll, we'll just have to watch this space. Uh, I'm sure Jed's got some answers coming our way, (laughs) but no, thank you so much. Make mine moon Knight. Uh, always great to hear from you on Instagram. 
Uh, now we've got one final uh, piece of feedback, Rebecca, from Russell, um, the host of Tomes of Evil, uh, and a uh, and a ITK listener as well. And Russell uh, left this to say about issue two. Hello there, into the night listeners. This is Russell from the Tomes of Evil podcast, and I'm uh, sending in my thoughts on Moon Knight number two. Uh, this was another really good issue. Lots of fun. You know, at first I thought they were kind of going to use the uh, the elderly as like a punchline. Like, you know, oh, Moon Knight's got to beat up all these old people. Ha ha, it's so funny. But really, it turned into a game of strategy. Um, our villain, uh, I'm not sure if we get his name, but... Um, he can take over people, take over their minds with the use of his sweat. Something right out of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But um, he uh, uses the elderly as like a uh, shield. Because like, he knows if Moon Knight beats up all these old people, it's going to look really bad for him. Especially since those are the people he's trying to protect. Um, I thought it was... Fantastic uh, deepening Mark and Reese's uh, relationship and how she uh, is dealing with what she is now. Um, and I like how they're, they're, they're not a romantic relationship. A man and a woman should be able to be friends and not have uh, <laughs> these uh, lingering, uh, oh, will they, won't they? No, they're relationship just seems like two friends coping with what they are and I really enjoy that um I really loved uh how he defeated the villain um I uh he didn't and they shied away from the DID aspect of it and instead went with the hey you realize my mind has been completely overrun by a a god, so it's going to be messed up. Um, also, notice that the other personalities are tucked safely away inside these sarcophagi in his mind. Uh, no real, no real development on who our mystery villain is, except for we know that this uh, sweat guy works for him. Um, and then, of course, the last shot is of Hunter's Moon, which, by the cover of Next Issue, you, we know this is probably when Hunter's Moon is going to uh, attack. Um, really good issue. This one had less exposition, and uh, rightfully so. You usually have a lot of exposition in your first issue, and then you start moving along to, um, you know, the story. This had enough um, breadcrumbs to where you're interested where this overall story is going, but it still feels like a a, um, a one-shot in a way. Um, I love the art still. I love the uh, villainous old ladies. Really love the, uh, the interior of Moon Knight's mindscape. Um, yeah. Uh, a great issue. Can't believe we already have come another month and another number two. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to issue number three when Hunter's Moon uh, goes on the prowl. Uh, So thanks, guys. Yes, thank you, Russell, uh, for those uh, those comments on the issue. Rebecca, uh, I mean, pretty much Russell's covered a lot that we have uh, discussed. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty thorough, so... Yeah. uh... I mean, Reese's uh, Reese's for me is, is quite a shining, I think, star in the series. We're only two issues in. Um, yeah. I I hope if we get enough issues that there will be um, a, an issue perhaps dedicated to her. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Reese centric. Um, like he's off and she has to do something. Yeah, yeah. That would really... be cool. She has to take on a moonlight mission. Yeah, because she's that would be amazing. Yeah, she's not helpless. She's a vampire, so that would be right. cool. Right? Yeah, like, and there has to be a moment where she fully embraces that. I'm guessing is is what we'll see with her eventually. Yeah, um, but also, yeah, Russell, thank you. The the mindscape, uh, such big like that was a big moment in the comics. But that was a, that was. You know, I say Reese as well, but that was a highlight of the scene. That scene was a highlight. Yeah, um, yeah. and of course the Sarkofi guy, as you as you pointed out. I mean, uh, well, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so, thank you so much, everyone, for sending in your feedback. Uh, I know there might be a couple more coming in, um, but we'll may make sure to catch that up, um, capture that. Sorry, in our next episode. Uh, well, that pretty much wraps it, Rebecca. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. I mean, until next, uh, Jed McKay, Alessandro Capuccio <laughs> issue as well. I mean, unless, of course, um, we have unless you back before that. Unless there's more news in the meantime, who knows? Yeah, yes. Yeah, more news. Uh, definitely going to have you back for our Understanding DID uh, with yes. Lena. And, and a, a shout out to Lena as well. Thank you for the kind words and responding to our previous yes. episode uh, to clear things up. Loonies, you can, you can see that uh, on... Um, on our Facebook group. And also I've posted up Lena's article on the website. So itkmoonlight.com. Uh, go check it out. It's under the menu title, all in the head. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Pretty cool. Rebecca, is there any, I was just catching up on some of your podcasts at DCAU today. Uh, any other shout outs? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should all listen to immortal iron fist on the dragon, but I've not been on one recently. I'm probably going to be. We're probably going to do in the next few weeks that I'll be on. Okay, cool, cool. No, it's always good. Always good to have you. That dynamic, uh, Connor, yeah. Carl, and and you be Omar. I, I, I yeah. love. I love his input. He's such a passionate yeah, fan. He's such a fan. Yeah. I mean, not that we all are, but you know, mm. such oh, a knowledgeable fan. I'm like, I forget things. You know, yeah, like just like a different perspective. You know, a different yeah. type of fan in that. So, uh, yeah, so go check that. Of course, part of the collective, as is DCAU. Uh, we can see Rebecca <laughs> uh, smirking about. I was just listening to the Arkham Asylum one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's one comment. Look, I, I don't want to fan any flames here. One comment I think you said, dripping with cynicism. It was like, oh, and of course, Batman's <laughs> arrive. You know, we all haven't had enough Batman. <laughs> so, you know, what can I say? I'm not a massive fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> so, uh, you did it yourself this time. Uh, um, so next phase, loonies. It's episode two thirty. It's going to be actually a moonwalk. It's a waning gibbous. 
I believe. I always get them wrong. Uh, and so that is a audio reproduction of a comic book issue with Moon Knight in it. Uh, TBA, I'm not too sure which issue yet. Um, just kind of uh, throwing that idea around, seeing if anyone's keen. Uh, but yeah, that will be on next week. Uh, and as mentioned at the top of the show, Patreon uh, members, if you can... Be so kind as to check out patreon.com slash Knight. Go check out the incentives there. We've got some bonus episodes coming up. Um, they're bonus. They're actually episodes reviewing not particularly Moon Knight related stuff. Um, I don't know. So they might be interesting for you. <laughs> Just go sure. check out the Patreon page. Uh, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Fringe Knight. Uh, if you can support their Patreon at patreon.com slash Knight 27 And Drew Toombs. Uh, so Tombs is on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Tombs with a Z, and Lurk Music. Uh, so Drew's music there on Bandcamp, Lurk Music, S-I-C-K dot Bandcamp dot com. And finally, Dreamland Comics, if you use the, the code MOON, you'll get 20% off their online store. Get all your back issues from them. And uh, and as mentioned, uh, fine shows like the DCAU, DCA Animated Universe podcast, and Sons of the Dragon and the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, all part of the collective, uh, you know, so the likes of Rebecca, myself, um, we've had others like, like, like Russell, uh, Phil, um, you know, just talking geek stuff, comic book character stuff, comic based stuff. And finally, you can email us, please do, at feedback at itkmoonlight.com. Uh, we've got a website, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Discord, uh, get vocal, and we're also on Podchaser. So I'm um, going to have to see if I can promote maybe doing some more reviews. If you do leave a review, Loonies, it'll be much appreciated. It just helps us get out there a little bit more um, and for other Loonies to find us. Well, Rebecca, um, how is it for the rest of the day for you? Are you going to, uh, you know, you're going what? back to work? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hope you rest up as well. Feel uh, feel Thank better. You. Uh, congratulations on the negative test. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> top, of, top of the show. Everyone, if you haven't heard, Rebecca is COVID negative. Uh, right. <laughs> and as always, loonies, uh, may country watch over the denizens of the night. Stay away from sweat. Take care, everyone. <laughs>